Casey's confidential. Hey. Oh. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Dave Keith. Dave is the host of local podcast, Taco the Town, a podcast where Dave shares his love of tacos by inviting guests to eat tacos with him from spots all over the KC area. This podcast comes out every Tuesday, and I'm sure you can guess why. Dave is originally from Kansas City and is on a mission to try every taco the city has to offer. I've been a guest on the podcast a couple of times, and I can tell you that it's a lot of fun. Dave is also an artist and designed and painted the mural at Mission Taco on the plaza. Uh, And here to discuss all things tacos, the taco verse he lives in and Kansas City is Dave. Hello. Thanks for being here. So I've I've been on your podcast, but now we're kind of uh, switching spots. The tables have turned. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. This is great. So how, being a podcast host, how does it feel kind of sitting on, on the other side of it? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, I've been a guest on a couple of podcasts before, but I, I just, uh, I'm kind of shaking a little bit, but I think we're going to get through it. Uh, I'm just going to talk about tacos and, and I think we're <laughs> going to, I think I'm going to be able to handle it. I'm sure you will do, you will do great. So obviously the premise of your podcast is about tacos So kind of, you know, right off the bat, what about tacos did you feel like this is a podcast idea like this? I can make an entire show off of eating tacos. (laughs) Well, I, um, I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. This is back in like 2017. This is when I first started the show. I was a big podcast fan and I was, uh, you know, not necessarily thinking about starting one. And then my buddy, Chris, uh, Chris Garibaldi, who uh, is the is the one time executive producer of the show, he, he we were eating tacos because I'm a filmmaker, too. And we were making movies. And every time we'd we'd finish an edit after we'd finished editing the movie, we'd go get tacos afterwards. So he started noticing that I I ate tacos more than anyone he'd ever met. He suggested we were just eating tacos for maybe the, the fifth time that that week. And he said, Dave, you eat tacos more than anyone I know. I actually got him to stop ordering burritos to, and start ordering tacos. Um, he was a formerly a big fajita guy. And I said, you know, why not just try some crunchy tacos? Or um, So I got him to, to switch over to tacos. And he's like, Dave, we both love podcasts. Why don't we start a taco podcast? So that's kind of where the, the idea came from. I originally was maybe going to do like a, a newspaper article on taco reviews, but I had to start thinking, you know, this is the 21st century. Let's get into some high technology and do a podcast instead, because that's what the kids like these days. So so that's that's how the show started. And so and you talk about this on your show, but you sort of you grew up eating tacos. I mean, that was kind of a weekly weekly routine for you and and your family 
And what, what taco were you usually eating homemade tacos or was there a specific taco joint that your family was, was a consistent customer at? Well, my mom would always make tacos, you know, mom tacos, the suburban mom taco. We talk about them a lot here on the show, on, on my show. Um, and then, yeah, once a week we'd have tacos, you know, the basic old El Paso style tacos, but my mom made some delicious mom tacos, but also my mom after church on Sundays, or if we'd go to Oak Park Mall, you know, she'd go, hey guys, you want to go get some Taco Bell? Or this is one of my all-time favorites, Taco Villa, which Taco Villa has always been there for me. Uh, They are my OG taco place in Overland Park. My mom and dad used to go there when they were a young couple. They'd go to the one on 95th in uh, Antioch. And Taco Villa was probably the first place I I decided, you know what, I think tacos are going to be in my life for a really long time because I'm really enjoying this whole go getting tacos, talking to the family and friends and maybe play a little Galaga on the uh, arcade machine. So Taco Villa, I mean, at the mall at uh, Metcalf South Mall, there used to be a Taco Villa, me and my buddies after we get comic books at Clint South in the basement of, ta- of Metcalf South, we'd go upstairs to eat some tacos. So Taco Villa and tacos in general have always, always been there for me. And uh, I felt that it was time I, I kind of got to the bottom of this amazing taco city, Kansas City. And uh, it took me a while in life to finally realize this is probably one of my life goals to eat every taco in the city. But uh, I'm here now and I'm, I'm having a great journey. And when you started the podcast, did you ever think you would have this many taco options? Because you're up to around what 160 episodes and you know, you you're trying all these different tacos. Did you ever think you would have this like endless list of places to try tacos? I didn't. I I I limited the list at the very beginning of 200. I said, uh, by the time we get to 200, I would have, you know hit every taco place in the city. So we're getting pretty close to 200 and I keep adding to the list. So I don't know what I'm going to do. My original goal was just to do 200 episodes. So I'm not sure if I'm going to still stop at 200 or keep going. Cause right now my list is, my list is up to like 235 and it, and new places keep opening, but also some places have closed that were on the original list. So and I know that there's more out there that aren't on my list that I don't know about. So I don't know. I'm just going to keep going, I guess. And when I get to 200, if I feel that it's the right time to to stop eating tacos and maybe move on to Crab Rangoon or something else, uh, I'll know. But yeah, for, for right now, we're going to keep going, I guess. And so not every restaurant that you feature on your podcast is necessarily like Mexican food or Tex-Mex or anything like that. You've gone to some Asian restaurants or some other places. Have there been any restaurants that have really surprised you that there is a taco on their menu? Like, well, last summer we did places you wouldn't, it was our hot taco summer promotion. And we did places that you wouldn't ever suspect had tacos like knuckleheads has tacos. Uh, we, we went to worlds of fun, but they didn't have tacos, but we still did the episode there in road ride. So that was fun. Um, one place that has the most amazing tacos, but they're not always available is Waldo Thai. I mean, their tacos blew me away. They're like, they have a special taco night and you have to kind of do reservations beforehand. They let people know when they're having it. 
but those were the most amazing tacos I've had on the show, I think. But they're like special edition tacos. They're not available all the time. But yeah, that place really blew me away. Yeah, I've had the tacos at Waldo Thai and they are amazing. Like it's definitely not a place you would think of having tacos. But what is your ideal taco when you are going to these places? I mean, I know you you even asked this question on your podcast of the you know soft shell, hard shell, spicy, mild, hot, anything like that. What what's sort of your general ideal taco? Starting when I was young. I always like just the crunchy, you know, the crunchy beef suburban gringo taco. But as I got older, I started to realize there, there's more tacos out there, Dave. You're limiting yourself. You know, there's there's different taco places or different taco styles. But yeah, I mean, Kansas City has a specific Kansas City taco, which I didn't really realize was native to our area, to our city. It's the taco that's available at Manny's and Jalapeno's. Uh, PR's place has them and uh, Los Corral's has them too. It's the Kansas City taco. It's the one with the pinched shell where they deep fry it and it's got the curly, curly shell at the top and it's got the Parmesan cheese on it. I, I had no idea that was a Kansas City taco. Like that's the name of it. It's been coined that. And it's pretty much only available at these Kansas City taco restaurants. So that's a taco I grew up eating and had no idea it was, you know, native to Kansas City. Um, like the Manny, the Manny uh Lopez family has been making it ever since Manny's has been open. And all those other restaurants kind of in the downtown area, it's all, it's all on their menu. So that's a taco. I, I grew up eating at Manny's and jalapenos. So that's another taco that I enjoy. I think it, it's all about like your mood, you know, some nights you're really in the mood for just a crunchy, like five, six crunchy beef tacos, you know, kind of like the best deal in town is at the Easy Inn and KCK on, on their uh, taco night, which is Wednesday nights. They have uh Five for five. It's like three crunchy beef tacos, a shot and a hams. Uh, is it PBR or hams? Hams, I think, uh, for five bucks. And that's the best taco deal in town. So some nights you're just up for those crunchy tacos. But then other nights you want the, you know, the soft shell. You want the, the carnitas with the um, cilantro and onion. So it's really all about the mood. You know, some nights I'll, I'll order both, but it's really a mood based taco choice. And are people always texting you asking, okay, where's the best taco deal? Where's the best happy hour? What places? I imagine you are very in the know of restaurants and their taco specials and deals. So are people always asking you where, where to go? Yeah, actually, I just got a text the other night from my buddy. who was like, hey, what's the best Mexican restaurant in Kansas City? I was like, that is so hard for me to answer. Like, because like, I want to take my wife out for a date. And I knew that he'd been to a lot of great Mexican restaurants. So I was just trying to tell him some places that he might not have known about. Um, but yeah, people are always asking me that, like best tacos in this city or in this suburb, best, best, uh, best, well, who has the best street tacos. But yeah, and, and then people are always constantly sending me taco uh, news stories, which I appreciate because I have a taco news story segment on my podcast. So yeah, I get, and I also get a lot of taco presents at like for holidays. So birthdays. Uh, Christmas. I just get a lot of taco stuff. I own a lot of taco socks so and t-shirts. How many days a week would you say that you eat a taco? How many meals a week? Some day, some weeks it gets kind of out of control. Last week, I think it was last week, I think I ate a taco 
for every meal starting on like a Monday through through Wednesday. So, and it got it got to Thursday, and I was like, "Wait, am I really going to do this?" So I mixed it up a little bit, but sometimes sometimes I'll do it, and I don't even know I'm doing it. So when you get in that state, and you're like, "Okay, I think I've maybe had too many." What's like your immediate pivot of the next meal that you is it like a burger, or is it something just totally? Yeah, usually a burger or pizza. Like I'll do a pizza, not a taco pizza, but uh, yeah, I'll do. I usually I usually break my taco uh, eating with a pizza, and then it's usually you know the weekend comes and then it's back to tacos. So and so, kind of going back to just being a a podcast host, what are some of the challenges that you didn't really anticipate when you first were starting out and having your own podcast? The hardest thing about doing a food podcast is eating the food while it's still warm and recording the show at the same time. So when I first started the show, I didn't have a set uh, real studio or I I had a set studio, but the studio was really far away from places I wanted to review. My studio was either in Parkville. We had two studios. We had one in Parkville and then one in uh, South Overland Park. And it was always hard to get the tacos from downtown up to the studio in in uh, Overland Park. So a lot of the time in early episodes, the tacos were cold by the time we started recording because then you got to wait. You have the tacos there and then the guests are arriving late. So it's all about and then you got to reheat the tacos and that's never good because then the shell falls apart. So here's my advice to everyone out there. Never do a food podcast. Just do a podcast where you talk to people. It's a whole lot easier than doing a food podcast where you actually eat the food on the air but uh we've kind of got a good um plan now a good a good uh, uh map out of how to do the show now because now we're doing them on location at the restaurant so were there anything anything that really surprised you that you didn't anticipate being difficult or just having to learn or just when kind of figuring out how how you want everything to run um i mean it's actually been pretty smooth. Um, it's kind of sometimes you'll run into difficulty getting a show out on time and then you just got to kind of got to accept that, you know, this one's not going to come out on time. And that's OK, because it's your show and uh, you do have you do have listeners that expect that show to be there every Taco Tuesday. But sometimes the show might come out on Taco Wednesday or Taco Thursday. It just depends. You know, there's always unanticipated things with podcasts like guests will cancel or guests will get sick and they can't do the show. Um, and then sometimes restaurants won't get back to you, but we've done a pretty good job of dealing with all of that and just keeping it pretty loose. We, I used to do an episode every week and that kind of got to be too much. So I've kind of scaled it back and just do three a month now. So nice. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I'm still very much in the early stages of this, but still trying to figure out what works best for me or my schedule. I recently took sort of a three week break from putting episodes out just with moving and travel. And I was like sitting at home, sort of beating myself up about not having, you know, guests come through when I thought they would and reschedules. And I had to just tell myself three weeks is three weeks. It's fine. And I'll pick back up afterwards. So yeah, I mean, I mean, when uh, COVID hit, we we were going to start in February and then we recorded an episode and then the pandemic started and we just had to decide how we're going to do the show now. Like, how, should we even do it? Should we keep going? And then it got to be where it, there was nothing going on. It's like, I want to do a podcast. I want to see people again. So that's when we started the show back up and we had a little, I think it was about a four month break and then we started up again. But 
yeah, I mean, it's your show. You can do do whatever you want with it. So you're in charge. Um, just as long as you, you know, you're having fun with it. If you're not having fun with it, then uh, do something else. But but yeah, we're we're having a good time. And the great thing about our show is we get to meet so many new people that we would have never met that are taco lovers. And you get to talk about tacos with friends and and there's nothing better better than that. So yeah, what is sort of your process of finding the guests you have on your podcast? Do you sort of have a method or is it just kind of random? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll reach out to people that I want to have on the show and think they'd be good guests. Um, other times people will contact me and say, hey, I love tacos. I want to be on the show. Let's talk tacos. So all kinds of different ways. And then we have reoccurring guests, people that were really good guests the last time and we'll have them on again. So I'm always looking for new guests, though. That's that's another thing that all podcasters, I think, can agree with is it's it's very hard to get guests, especially during, you know, now where everyone's busy trying to <laughs> not <laughs> freak out about current events as and uh, and they might not have time to you know talk for talk about tacos for an hour and a half. So uh, it's always it's always awesome when people recommend guests to me too. Like when I have guests on, and go, hey, you know who you should have on who really loves tacos and would love to talk about tacos with you is this person. So, but I'm I'm always open to new suggestions for guests too. So anybody knows anybody that wants to be on the show, or if you want to be on the show, any listener, let me know. I was I. Well, totally admit, I'm pretty sure I messaged you and was like, listening to every episode, if you ever need someone to eat tacos with, let me know. Yeah, you did. And you're like, let's go hit some places. Have you heard about this place? Let's go there. Let's go there. You were really open to, to being on the show, which was awesome. Well, I think too, with, you know, having like Kansas City Instagram and always seeing everyone posts about restaurants and I was just like, oh, that place looks cool. And yeah, I think I was was very excited, very enthusiastic and was like, there's this place is opening. This place is opening. Have you heard of this place? So, but yeah, it's, it was definitely how I was like, I'm, I'm going to see how I can uh, <laughs> finagle my way into being a guest. Did you, uh, which, so you did on your episodes, you did uh, taco cacao. Mm-hmm. We did a taco cacao. And then we did uh, the, mix. the mix. Yeah. Out of those two, which was your favorite? Did you like taco cacao better? Oh yeah. Taco cacao is so good. We, you and I talk about this all the time that it's right by where I live. I pass it every day to and from work. When I go home, for, you know, for lunch, I always drive by at the one on, um, on Warnell. And yeah, I, I love it there. There's like two tacos there. I think are some of the best street tacos I've personally had in the city. And I I've had it so many times since the first time I had it with you, um, on the episode that was, that was really good. And there's some other places too, that I've specifically tried because I heard it on, on your podcast and oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. What is like the taco place that puts the nacho craft mac and cheese in oh, a tub? In a, in a tub, yeah. In a tub. So I I heard about in a tub from you as well, and was very adamant with my boyfriend about uh, going. And I convinced him. He was a little. I don't think when I I don't think I explained the tacos very well to him because he fought me really hard on trying to find somewhere else for dinner. But we were in <laughs> North Kansas City. We were in the area, and this is definitely sort of during COVID. A lot of restaurants. It was unclear if they we're open offering to go anything like that. And I was like, we're across the street from in a tub. This is the sign we're trying it. And he was like, okay, I don't know. And then 
we went and I think he talked about it for the next three days. He just like loved it so much. So that was definitely one of the places I went. I had heard that on your podcast. So that is a place that comes up all the time on the show. And, and people message me all the time about in a tub. And that is a super famous Kansas City taco. It's kind of looks like the Kansas City taco, but it without, you know, the Kansas City taco with that powdered cheese added to it. Uh, it's a very special, weird taco that I don't think they have very many places other than Kansas City. It's definitely not a taco I think you could eat all the time, but it is so good. It's like that really special once in a while taco. <laughs> Every time you're up by the airport and you're like, oh, hey, because that's the only place it is, right? There's two locations up north and that's it. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a taco via taco where people... If you, if you grew up eating it, it's your most favorite taco you've ever had. Because people in the Northland swear by in a tub. And I think people that grew up in the Southland with Taco Villa swear by Taco Villa. It's people from out of town that try, that move to Kansas City and they try Taco Villa. And they're like, what is this? <laughs> or in a tub. But I'm glad your boyfriend loves it. That's That's encouraging. Do you ever get offended when people tell you they don't like specific taco places or tacos in Kansas City that you that you're very fond of? (laughs) Not really. I, I can find, I can find love in every taco. So I, I think, I think we have some great tacos everywhere we go. I'm sure there's, there's some places we've been to where they've been just okay. I mean, the worst taco review I've given on the show was Fuzzy's Taco Shop, which is a chain. Um, But they, they just, I've, I've went there twice. Each time I've gone, they've been really, really bad i think my the first time i had a guest take one bite and not and say please don't make me finish this taco when she was on the show so uh if you listen to the fuzzies taco uh shop episode that was where the guest refused to finish the tacos but uh that's the worst i've had you know and and for the most part everyone really likes likes the taco places we go to and i don't think we've had very many bad tacos on the show yeah and that has there ever been an episode where you've recorded, you're eating the tacos and it just kind of hasn't gone to plan, whether that's how you anticipate the taco to taste, or even just the guest on that, you know, sort of how you envision the episode. It, it kind of went in a different direction than anticipated. Sometimes. Yeah. You never know. Like sometimes I'll have people on and they say they're taco fans and they love tacos, quote unquote. And then you find out like five minutes into the episode that they're burrito people. And that just kind of puts a downer on the entire show. You just are like, okay, who's, who uh, who uh, let this person on my show? Are we just going to be talking about burritos for the rest of the show? Which makes me very upset because Taco of the Town has a no burrito zone. You we, call we, it the B word. The B word. Yeah, we and we are bleeping that out from here on out. I will not have anyone say that on the show. So sometimes that happens. I once had a guest order a burrito. They, I don't think they got the concept of the show. They ordered a burrito, and I wasn't next to them when they were ordering it at the uh, at the counter. And then the the server brings out a burrito, and I just kind of am like, what the what the heck? What the heck, man? I had to shut the mics off and talk to him off, off mic for a little bit. And we got through the episode, but it was touch and go there for a little bit. <laughs> and um, you've recorded episodes live from restaurants. How has that been? Because recording alone, you kind of have to make sure the sound is 
just right that, you know, obviously the acoustics, there's not so much echo. I mean, I'll be honest, I have trouble enough with that finding like the best room in, in my house to record. So how hard is that to record live from a restaurant where you have the background noise, the wait staff, people talking, everything? Sometimes it can get pretty loud at, at places. The loudest place we ever recorded at was at Guy Fieri's Taco Joint down. Is that what it's called? Taco Dive? Guy's Dive is what it's called. Guy's Dive. And it was like opening week there and they had the music blasting and we just had to be screaming the entire episode because we couldn't hear each other. We were sitting right across from each other. Music was super loud. The crowd around was really loud. So that was really loud for uh, really hard to record, but um, it was fun. It ended up being a fun episode because we were screaming the whole time like this above the Motley crew there playing. But yeah, recording on location is great. It's always it's always fun to be on location. We tried to do that taco cacao episode that you were on outside, but it was like it was 100 degrees that day. Yeah, so we had mm-hmm. to move it indoors. But um, we recorded at the Holiday Distillery last December in the middle of that crazy wind storm, like tornado storm we had at the beginning of December. And our power went out. And luckily, I had batteries in my system. So we finished the episode with the power out. So we recorded like 40 minutes of the episode in the dark. I think we had candlelight. We couldn't even see the tacos we were eating. You can't really tell by the episode, but yeah, halfway through that, the power goes out and you go outside and you're just seeing this crazy tornadic windstorm going on outside. And we kind of had no idea what was going on outside. We'd hear a bang every once in a while and then the power went out. I'm like, oh, I guess we're in the middle of a tornado. Let's finish the episode. So we got through it. But yeah, recording on location is always fun. I say is hopefully that's the biggest um technical issue you've you've run into being a newbie I'm still sort of learning the zoom zoom recording all that stuff and I will admit and the people who've ran into this problem with me know who they are that I have not recorded episodes <laughs> interviews that I've done I've uh, run into oh, no you didn't press record <laughs> either didn't press record or I press record and somehow it just didn't save on the computer. And by somehow, I mean, I probably didn't hit the save to computer button. So always, you know, again, sort of in that first six months learning curve of having a podcast, I've definitely, we're starting off real strong with running into some of the issues. It's always battery stuff with me, like, or uh, power. So when you're on location, you just have to make sure you either have enough batteries if you don't have a power outlet or make sure your batteries are charged because one one time we were recording an episode, I think we were, we thought we were plugged in, but we were really running off battery and then the battery died in the, or the, yeah, the battery died in the middle of the show. And then I had to, my editor, Matt, actually had to figure out how to find the files that we probably should have lost because our power went out and he ended up being able to find them and recover them. So that was probably the biggest issue we've ever had. And in terms of um, the actual episodes, you have all these different segments. So tell listeners who maybe aren't familiar with with your podcast, what the segments are that you have. We do the taco news stories of the week, which is called the taco ticker. And there's always a lot of Taco Bell news because they're always in the news cycle. So we're always talking about Taco Bell. And there's a lot of taco news out there. I remember when we first started the show, people were like, are you going to be able to find a taco news story for every episode you do? I was like, yeah, I think so, because I'm seeing all this 
taco news and like it's constantly filtering towards me so i always have a lot of taco news uh we talk about kansas city we have a segment called town of the taco where we have a little cup filled with kansas city topics and we talk about kansas city and then we do good reviews and bad reviews of the place that we're reviewing and we just read those off of yelp oh wait it's good reviews bad reviews and funny voices and uh the people read the reviews and funny voices and uh and then i do taco topics which is where i get the in-depth innermost taco feelings of my guest really put them in the hot seat there and uh, have them answer those so i think those are all of them oh we also do random taco question of the week where i ask them a random taco question on my list of like a hundred taco questions that we've kind of accumulated over the course of the show how did you come up with with each of those segments was that something that just over time as you became more comfortable being a podcast host and kind of figured out more you know what direction you wanted the episodes to go or was that something kind of right off the bat you were like there's so many great things to talk about tacos and here's how the episodes are going to be yeah, I just always wanted to break it up a little bit. I love, I also love being able to find out if my guests can do funny voices. So I always kind of put them on the spot with that. And some people are really good at the funny voices. So that's always fun. But yeah, I always just thought it'd be good to break the show up a little bit into different segments. We also do, I mean, the main part of the show is really the taco review, which is about halfway through the show. So we talk for about, you know, 20 minutes to the guests and just talk tacos and other stuff, like interesting facts about them. And then we um, usually we talk about Kansas City a lot. I mean, lots of Kansas City talk on the show. And then, yeah, the taco review. And um, but yeah, it it really flies by. And it's one of those shows where sometimes we will be eating food on air. So you might hear munching and crunching and stuff like that. So hopefully you're into that because some sometimes we leave that in. Some well, people for, don't like it. Some people do. For the folks who are pro ASMR, they can definitely get, get some of that on your show. (laughs) A lot of people like to do the whole uh, crunching of the, of the uh, tortilla into the salsa. That's a good one. People like to really get that crunch on the mic. Um, And then I'm always talking with my mouth full, which some people really don't like. So, but I got to host the show and eat a taco at the same time. It's not easy. You know, that's a lot of juggling. I was going to say, I, yeah. I'm fortunate as a podcast host, the most juggling I have to do is listening to my dog snore behind me and every few minutes just kind of shake her to make sure she's not getting too loud because <laughs> the distractions of dogs in a home is uh, is constant. <laughs> have you done any episodes on location yet? No, not yet. That is definitely something that I want to do. It's been a little harder with just the businesses so far that I've interviewed. Most of them have been business owners who are still working out of their own home. So, but that is something that is definitely in the the future of, of Kansas City Confidential, hopefully. So, so you speak of Kansas City a lot on your podcast. What are some of your favorite things about Kansas City? I love the history of Kansas City. I, if I wasn't doing a taco podcast, I would probably be filming or writing a, you know, screenplay about Kansas city history. I just love the history of the city and I love going to old places in town that are, you know, historic and taking pictures. I love photography and I'm always looking for cool hidden Kansas city gems. I just always love, I'm one of those people that goes to an area now that I'm in my, you know, late fifties, not really. But um, now that I'm an older man, I like to go to these areas and go, 
I remember when that was a field, or I remember when that was a taco via. Now it's a parking garage. So I kind of do that around Kansas City. I I love to go to to old areas and look at those old Kansas City uh, photography books of of the photos of Kansas City's past and stuff. So is there one area in particular that you go to and you're like, oh, I I remember when this was not here? No, I mean. There's a lot of places that I go to where I'm like, oh, I wish I lived here then. So I wish I was, you know, I lived here in the 1950s. I wish I lived here in the 30s and 40s, like down at the river market. I wish I was down there when the original city was still down there, when that was like, I'm looking at all these pictures now on a online of when there was an old hotel there on, on the river and um, when it was like the only place in town and. I'm just a huge history buff. So I'm, I'm kind of more nostalgic for places I never, never went to and, and never got to go to. So like when the union station used to be down in the West bottoms and there's a flood and then they, that's why they moved it up um, to where it is now. So places that just aren't there anymore. I just love looking at old photographs of, of the old city. Like now there's all those photos of, they put the highway in through the city that separated the river market from the rest of the city. And there used to be just amazing, beautiful old buildings they just bulldozed them in the, was at the fifties and put the highway through there. And it's like, you'll never, that will never come back. Like what were the, what were the people thinking? What were the city planners thinking destroying that part of the city? It's just kind of really disappointing, but I think we need to save more buildings in this city and save more tacos. That's my, that's, that, those are my thoughts on that. So are, are any of your uh, hidden gems that you've discovered taco places? Yeah, a lot. So KCK, which is the uh, the less visited Kansas City, it's on the Kansas side. KCK has some of the best tacos in the metro area. They have a thing called the KCK Taco Trail now where you can go eat at like, I think it's 50 plus taco places. You can win prizes. They have an app where you can check into all the different uh, KCK taco places. The KCK taco trail is what it's called. And some of the best tacos I've had in the last two years have been over in KCK places I never knew existed. And they're all on the KCK taco trail. And I'm just KCK in general, like strawberry Hill, that whole neighborhood is amazing, but it's, it is a hidden taco gem. And I think more people should get over there and, and eat the tacos over there. Cause some of the best in, in the Metro are over in KCK for sure. Any non-taco uh, related hidden gems that you recommend people go check out within Kansas City? I think another thing, so I was talking about KCK. KCK has some magical basements in over there. Um, a lot of weird basements in KCK, like places that you never knew were in a in a weird, cool basement. There's uh, this place called that I talk about on the show all the time called Have Guns, Will Rent. It's a costume shop and uh, it has some of the best costume uh, hookups in the city, but you can also go into a magical basement and that where the guy that owns it has all these weird props and stuff in this basement. So uh, don't be scared. I was really scared the first time I went over there and got down into that basement. I was like, am I ever going to come out of this basement? But um, it's, it's a great, cool little place called Have Guns, Will Rent. Uh, and then there's just, I mean, the Easy Inn, if you're not there on taco night, they have other great, great theme nights. So check that out too, all over there in Strawberry Hill. And uh, Mockingbird Lounge, which we re- reviewed on the show, they have great tacos, but it's the best place to see the skyline of Kansas City. They have a patio and you can see the skyline of Kansas City, Missouri from Kansas City, Kansas. It's pretty awesome. So those are some places. 
Yeah, I actually um, went to went there uh, must have been last year for the first time. And I had heard you and um, some other local podcasters talk about the skyline and yeah, how a lot of people don't know about because it's obviously a much different view of Kansas City than if you're at Liberty Memorial and um, World War One Museum. But that place is awesome. I have a friend who actually lives in the area and we had some great drinks and I've, I've been meaning to, to go there again soon, but we, we had a great time and yeah, it was really cool to see the city from another view than what most people typically, the typical Kansas City skyline that you're used to seeing everywhere. You could do a really fun pub crawl around KCK there. And there's a lot of great fun bars, right? within, you know, walking distance there on, uh, on that street that Mockingbird, not Mockingbird Lounge, but the street that uh, Easy Inn is on. Right there on 6th Street, where the Easy Inn is, there's a lot of great, great pubs and, and uh, dive bars. I guess not necessarily dive bars, but really nice neighborhood bars that you can walk walk to. And then like a block over, there's there's more more great bars. So it's just, just a great little area there on Strawberry Hill. So obviously you've talked a lot about taco scene, but just sort of the the history of Kansas City, having lived here and, and being from here, if there was anything you could change about Kansas City, anything that you think would make this city better than it already is, what what would that be? I always think we should incorporate the river more. I wish there was a way we could incorporate the river. There's all these other cities where like all of their bars and entertainment districts are along the river. And we kind of try to not, <laughs> we don't pay attention to our river Maybe that's because it's not the cleanest river. I don't know why we don't incorporate our river more. So that's something we talk about on the show a lot. Like, how can we get tacos, like a taco place down on the river? How can we get a swim up or uh, get a boat, you know, driving up to a a floating taco restaurant on the river? So those are things we're, we're always looking towards, like, how can we get, how can we eat tacos on jet skis? How can we eat tacos on boats? How can we get the river scene happening more in this city? I feel like you just came up with your next business plan. I feel like it sounds like you're going to be spearheading a taco restaurant being next to the KC current stadium. stadium. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going in. Yeah. That, so that's going to incorporate the river. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. How do we, so yeah. So on the show, we've done tacos on a bus. We've done tacos on the streetcar. We did the streetcar episode last year. I'm trying to eat tacos on a boat this summer. So that'll be an episode. We're going to get a boat, get some tacos, go out on a lake or somewhere and eat, do a tacos on a boat episode. And then I really want to try to get tacos on a plane and do a a plane episode. So those are the two episodes we're really trying to get to this year. And, And it'd be great to be able to do tacos, eat tacos in the highest point of Kansas city, like get on the highest building in Kansas city and then do tacos in the lowest basement in Kansas city, wherever that would be. So I say, would Liberty Memorial be the highest point in Kansas City? Is that higher than um, like the Mark Twain buildings, some of the big buildings downtown? I could be so wrong, but I think so, just because I imagine it with it being on a hill, right? Technically, it might be higher, but those would be a lot of that'd be a lot of stairs carrying some tacos. But I'm all for I it. Almost, I last summer I went up in the Liberty Memorial and I almost snuck a taco on on my person in a, a fanny pack. And then I wanted to get a picture of me eating the taco up there, but I, I just, I chickened out at the last minute. I didn't want them to confiscate the taco from me. So 
Would have been a waste of a taco. I know I would have to throw that away, but that, that I would love to do that. That's a great idea. So if that's the highest point, I have to do it. There's all so, these taco goals. I have this journal it says taco goals, 2022 things I got to get accomplished on the show and in my life before the show comes to an end. So what are other things on, on this taco goal? I was going to ask you what we're kind of almost, you know, not quite in the middle of 2022, but inching closer to. So I was going to ask you, what are you hoping to accomplish with your podcast before the end of the year? Definitely the tacos on a boat episode. Um, maybe the tacos at the highest point in the city episode. We haven't done, there's a couple big places we haven't done yet on the show. So we haven't done Ponax. I've been kind of saving that because I didn't want to do all the big places early on. So Ponax is still hasn't been reviewed on the show. Um, we did the Taco Bell Cantina a couple episodes ago, which was fun, which is a new, amazing, the hottest club in Kansas City right now is the Taco Bell Cantina. But I still haven't done a Taco Bell KFC Pizza Hut, like Kentaco Hut, which I guess they don't have the hut anymore in Overland Park. But I'd still love to do the Kentaco Hut episode. That might be the final episode. Um, and if there's a way to do tacos in a plane this year, I'd, I'd like to try to get that done, too. If anyone has their pilot license in a private jet, they need to message you on Instagram right. and say, hey, I'm free this day. <laughs> Let's go in the air. <laughs> if we could do, you know, tacos in a helicopter might be kind of loud. You think there, it would be a little too loud. So, yeah, private jet flying around the city eating tacos. I mean, it's got to be done. This is Taco the Town. This isn't the, the minor leagues. It's time to step it up. We need to get tacos on a private jet flying around the city. That's a great idea. And if yeah. anyone has a has a nice, nice, nice yacht or uh, uh, not, uh, maybe a pontoon boat, just enough where we can have a little bit of a taco party on as we record. That's all we're asking for. Just places and fun, fun ways to eat tacos. Oh, I'd like to do an episode at the zoo, too. So that's another one I'm going to try to do this year. Like maybe eating tacos if they let any of the animals eat tacos. Like if they would let a giraffe eat a taco, that would be great. You'll have to contact them and see uh, what the what the guidelines are yeah. of animal life and food consumption. Yeah. <laughs> if that's frowned upon feeding zoo animals, Taco Bell, Doritos Locos tacos, that would be a great episode. I'd love that. Oh, did you ever go up to the, the Captain's Corner place in Smithville that has the giant tacos as big as your head yet? Not yet. It is high on the list, though. That is definitely somewhere I'm like... Not that it's not to exaggerate. It's a day trip, but I'm like, I need to, it can't be something on a Saturday. I'm just like, Oh, let's go do this. I sort of need to like prepare mind, body, soul and make sure I'm ready for it. Cause I don't like to waste food. I'm like a clean plate kind of person. So that is very high on the list. And I, uh, when, ever since your episode on it, I, you know, followed them on Instagram and always looking and they actually um I'm a part of a Kansas City food forum on Facebook it's my only use for Facebook these days because I've actually found it's really where people find these hidden like dive kind of places that no one else seems to know about most places have you know these restaurants have no social media presence don't even have a website maybe have a Facebook if you're lucky yeah and people are always posting about it on this Kansas City food forum and Captain's Corner actually had like two weeks where they were posted about constantly. The people were going and posting pictures with the tacos. And I was like, 
I am missing out. This is a place I need to go. <laughs> yeah, they only do them, I think, she doesn't do them every Tuesday. So you have to kind of follow her on Facebook because she'll announce like, this is the Tuesday we're doing the gigantic tacos. So <clears throat> we, we, yeah, we did the episode there last November and it was so good. And it really, I mean, I could have gone for another one. I was that hungry. All of our guests on that show, Molly and Mindy, they both finished their tacos too. So it wasn't like something you're not going to be able to finish. So go in, you know, ready to eat and you will have no problem finishing that taco because it's so good. It's just delicious. And she also does gigantic, tasty, like huge burgers too. So she's coming up with all these crazy menu items. It's a great place. It's like a great, I mean, especially in the summertime, uh, I would highly recommend it. it's up in paradise, Missouri on Smithville Lake. It's called captain's corner. Great. Humongous tacos there. Obviously you are a foodie person and, and I am as well. And it's always it's just so fun to hear about all these places that the first time you really learn about them. And I, I've sort of talked about early on um, in, in my own podcast of just growing up out South, kind of going to the same restaurants over and over. It was very Cactus Grill loyal growing up and Fazoli's, which hey. looking back is like my so many breadsticks, but like pasta in a tub is just like not the way pasta should really be consumed. I just always get so excited whenever people tell me about new places and I will drive any distance to go somewhere. I It is sort of a joke in my office. I work on college um, boulevard and I sort of joke that's almost as far south as I go living uh, farther north. So I'm not against going farther south, but I have found that I I'm drawn more to North Kansas city for, for food. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many new cool places up North too. So and have I, you had the tacos at Fox and Pearl yet? I've not had the tacos at Fox and Pearl. I've been there a couple of times. I don't know if the tacos were on the menu the last time I went, but that is a restaurant that yeah. If, if any of the listeners have not been to Fox and Pearl, I highly, highly recommend. It's definitely one of the best newer restaurants in Kansas city. And I feel like there's like over a dozen new restaurants in Kansas city that have opened really what either right before COVID during COVID that are like phenomenal. And I, people are always talking about them. That place, the episode we recorded there last summer, it was, their tacos were amazing. They had two that they had on the menu. And sometimes in the summer, they'll do like Sunday outdoor taco picnics kind of in the uh, parking lot next door. So definitely check out Fox and Pearl. Another new place we went recently was Taqueria La Nueva in Overland Park. It's a newer taco place. I think they just celebrated their one year as being open, but there's just so many good taco places opening up now. Every month, there's like a brand new amazing taco place in the city. So we always try to hit the new places as soon as we find out about them to review on the show. So that's why my, that's why my list keeps getting so stinking long is because new places just keep opening up. Yeah. And I guess, and we didn't even mention that Kansas city, Kansas was actually named the best taco city in the country, which I'm sure people in Texas and maybe some other states in the country were pretty upset by, but did that surprise you when, when you saw that or were you like, yep, that's my city represent. That's, that's right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, when they saw that article, they said, Dave, like people emailed me and said, Dave, you did it. People are finally listening to what you're preaching on taco the town. Cause from the very first episode, we were like, this is a great taco city. There's so many amazing tacos here, but yeah, I'm not surprised. They have some amazing tacos there. It was I mean, I, I would go as far as to say it's the taco center of the galaxy. 
I wouldn't stop at in the United States. I'm going to say Galaxy because in my opinion, Kansas City, Kansas is like a vortex and it kind of you go there and you get sucked in to this vortex of amazing tacos taco styles, taco friendship. So I, I think KCK, it, it, it's, it's well-deserved. Yeah. And I, I love on your podcast, you talk about the taco verse is sort of this taco universe you, yeah. you live in. And one of the things um, and you've even mentioned on here that I love about your podcast is just that it's, it's fun. You know, the point of it is just to have a good time and even in your intro, you know, you want to share some laughs, share some tacos. And I think it's fun to listen to, especially a local podcast that just the main point is just to have a good time and eat. And food is such a great way to, to bring people together. I mean, even the friendship you and I have grown and you've been so helpful and sort of a mentor to me in the podcast realm of, of starting out with this. And, you know, I was always was sort of blowing up your phone, asking all these questions on on how to start a podcast and meeting up for coffee. So it's, it's fun to, to kind of see, I think where that sort of thing, like, you know, the friendships that, that grow from it and, and just on your podcast, you can tell you're always having a good time. Your guests have a good time and, you know, people can drink and just eat food and, and hang out. Yeah. That's the whole point of the show is just to eat food, hang out, have fun, tell weird food stories. (laughs) What was that weird story when you were on with uh, Corey? He told a really weird food story about some kid eating glue. Oh, yeah. There was some sort of like (laughs) mayonnaise or something. I remember him. Ranch dressing. That's right. We won't talk about it here because it's a you can listen to my show for that because it's kind of a weird story, but it's fun, weird story. So that's what we're all that's that's what we're in it for is just to have fun, eat tacos. I mean, discover all these places we have in town that we've never eaten before, too. So, I mean, I still have so many over in KCK, so many spots that we haven't hit on the show yet that are on the KCK Taco Trail. I've hit a lot of the big ones. And then I my my joy is finding the smaller places that um, people don't really know about or not, don't even know about. Um, I've had a lot of people say, Hey, have you ever been here? And I'm like, no, where, where is that? Some of ama- one amazing place in KCK was called tacos on wheels, which so good. It there has nothing to their tacos don't have wheels on them, which I was kind of disappointed, but I think they used to be a food truck. That's why they were called that, but now they're not a food truck, but uh great tacos there. Um, always discovering amazing tacos. Um, I just, it's so much fun. And yeah, just meeting new people, just being on the the forefront of finding out about these amazing taco places and being able to go out and try them all is just so much fun. Anytime someone asks me for taco recommendations, I'm always like, look, I will give you my own recommendations, but Taco the Town is the place because (laughs) it's, it's truly like the list of taco places. I mean, they're so, I'm again, not in a, I don't ever expect myself to know everything or even close to it. But every time an episode comes out and I'm like, what is, where is this place that Dave and his guests are at? I've never heard of it. And I, I think too, again, just kind of going back to, I was so used to just, you know, going to cactus grill on Friday night with your friends. It was so cool. Gang Espinaca and all that stuff. And then I sort of took a, a taco break for a while and over the last couple of years, kind of getting back into it. But I mean, 
even I live so close to Taco Cow or Brookside Barrio. So I, I try to not go to the same places repeatedly, but I think there's so much comfort in a taco that I think sometimes when I do crave tacos, I'm like, oh yeah, I just, I really want taco cacao. I said it's fun, especially being a foodie to see all the places you go and just how, you know, you have, uh, I think last time I checked, it was 160 episodes that have been out so far. So, and you, you said you have over 200, you know, the list is always continuing and it's just so cool to see that, you know, there is such a foodie scene in in Kansas city, Kansas city, you know, the food here is, is awesome, which I'm always, always preaching. Yeah. I, I think, um, I mean, I, I could really do the show forever because I think all these, there's a lot of places that aren't necessarily taco places that have tacos on the menu. So I could keep going and do like bar tacos. I mean, and all these new places keep opening up. Um, I still need to do the duck tacos at extra virgin. They have duck tacos there. So that's on my list. Uh, I'd like to do that. That's not on my taco goals of 2022 list. So yeah, I, I mean, I have, I have a taco quadrant map and it's broken up between taquerias, Kansas city classics, suburban tacos, Southwest Boulevard, which is its own different category and then new wave tacos. And those are like the new wave taco places. Like I'd say South of summit mission taco joint, uh, tipsy taco out. Those are kind of some new wave places. Oh, and Twisted Fresh. That's kind of a new wave taco. So yeah, I keep adding to my different taco quadrants. Some places fall within both, but um, someday I'll have a super detailed color-coded taco quadrant map. And maybe I'll, I'll definitely make a, a Xerox copy for you and laminate it so you can have it um, if you'd like that to hang up on your fireplace mantle. Absolutely. I'll get a stunning frame for it too. Okay. So you can just have it like a piece of art within itself. And yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> oh, and then there's bar tacos. So like easy in freaking frack, the well peanut peanut has tacos, which people don't usually go to the peanut for tacos. So, but they do have them on the menu. I don't think they like to make them because they're like, people come here for wings and BLTs. They don't come here for tacos, but I order the tacos at the peanut. So, well, there was at some point a wing shortage. I don't know if that shortage is still going on, but I imagine maybe the taco orders at the peanut went up because there was this ongoing wing shortage. Yeah. And their wings are those huge wings too. So those are probably even harder to come by. Yeah. I think they're okay now though. I haven't heard anything. Now we're having the avocados shortage. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Don't order a bunch of guac or order a bunch of guac. So you have it, you know, right. Shortage. Yeah. And so, yes, when you're not recording or eating tacos or sort of podcast focus, what does your day-to-day look like? Um, it's, you know, it's very taco centric. It's always revolving around tacos. I do have a nine to five where I work in the, the film industry here in Kansas city. Um, I'm also an artist. So I'm always, if I'm not, eating tacos. I'm either making films about tacos or painting paintings about tacos. Um, I do have art shows where I sell my paintings with uh, presidents eating tacos, dinosaurs eating tacos. So there's really not a lot that's not taco centric in my life. Maybe I should start to mix it up a little bit, but, uh, but that's, that's just what I love. So I just, I do what I love, you know? 
There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that it's always good to see people who, who have a passion. I think everyone probably knows someone who, uh, you can tell when you meet some, someone that doesn't have a lot of passion and your passion is tacos. I think, and I think that's great. (laughs) Thank you. So obviously you talked about some goals for, for 2022, but sort of more in the near future, what, what things do you have coming up on, on the podcast? Can you tell us any of the places you're going or even guests you have coming up? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were just, we went to the Brookside Barrio and Redbridge. So Redbridge Barrio last week on the show. And this week, I'm not sure what we're going to, I'm still kind of, we have a couple options in the, in the taco hamper right now that I'm trying to work out. But I know we're going to probably hit Port Fonda here soon because we've never done Port Fonda, which is a big one. Uh, And we're going to kind of get ready for Cinco de Mayo. So, yeah, Port Fonda is coming up. That's right. Sari Sari de Mayo. Cinco de Sari. Cinco de Sari. That's what it's called. (laughs) That's awesome. So how are you going to celebrate Cinco de Mayo this year, your birthday? I don't know. So I'm pretty sure um, it's my obviously I think as I get older, I I don't tend to. uh, care as much about my birthday. I think it's on Taco Thursday. I'm pretty sure it's on a Thursday. I don't know. Actually, I haven't given it any thought. So were you um, in Mexico last year for it? I was not in Mexico on my birthday, but I did go to Mexico the, the month after. So, right. and I did pretty much just eat tacos the whole time I was there. Um, but yeah, I don't know what, what um, I'm going to do for it. I I'll be super excited to hear about, I'm wanting to go back to Port Fonda for a while. I actually had it for the first time when they had their Lawrence location, um, when I was at KU and then, um, and West Port used to go all the time and haven't gone in a while, but now that things are revamped, um, that has been high on my, on my list to, to go back. Yeah. We're excited to try it again too. We, we haven't been since Gosh, I haven't been in four years, four or five years. So we're excited to check it out because they always do a big Cinco de Mayo street party there too. So I think they're bringing that back this year. So maybe if you can go to that. Yeah, maybe I'll find myself there. I know I I feel like I always get in this spot where I'm like Cinco de Mayo is so big, obviously with all these restaurants. I'm like, where should I go? And then I think I get so overwhelmed that I'm always just like, I I won't even mess with it. It's so hard to get reservations too on Cinco de Mayo and stuff like that. So I think I'm always, I always end up kind of celebrating my birthday. If I am craving tacos, I usually celebrate my birthday on another day just to not mess with the Cinco de Mayo craziness. How many of your childhood birthdays did you spend at Jalapenos and Stanley or Manny South or uh, cactus grill. Uh, do you want a really good laugh? I grew up <laughs> spending my birthday at Han Shin, the uh, Japanese steakhouse. Oh, I love that place. We spent a lot of birthdays there too. Yeah. That's kind of a joke between a lot of my friends and I that having a birthday on Cinco de Mayo and I grew up going to Japanese steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place that I, uh, I'm kind of sad that location doesn't exist anymore. Cause that was a really, really nice Japanese steakhouse there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I but yeah, birthdays and I took a lot of. I think I went on a took a prom date there one time. Like a definitely a homecoming dance, sweetheart dance prom date type Japanese restaurant, Japanese steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe maybe this is the year. Maybe you're motivating me. Maybe this is the year that I like buckled down and I'm like, okay, where where has the best Cinco de Mayo party? Maybe I need to just flash my license and say, look. My birthday. Yeah, it is my birthday. What what can we do? What can we work out? 
let's do this. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. This is the year. Well, yeah. Well, do you want to sort of plug all of your stuff where people can listen to the podcast, where they can find you on Instagram, any sh- art shows you have coming up, ev- everything you do, plug it all. Yeah, yeah. So the podcast is Taco the Town. Um, it's on Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify. Just look up Taco the Town KC or Taco the Town Kansas City, and it should pop up on one of those. Um, yeah, we try to do three episodes a month. And we also are on Instagram, Taco with the Town KC, and uh, Twitter, Taco with the Town KC. And my art shows are usually announced on my Instagram, W Dave Keith, K E I T H. And uh, I think I'm I'm usually at the Bauer building every first Friday, at least in the summertime. So you can come by there. I have a big wall there of Kansas City legends that I paint, which goes back to my whole history thing. I got a lot of historical Kansas City figures up there. And I also might have a painting of people eating tacos, like dinosaurs eating tacos, ghosts eating tacos. Um, so, yeah, all my art's there. I also have... Um, uh, posters for sales there as well so just kind of look for me on the second floor there the bower on first fridays i'm usually there and yeah i hope uh people listen to the show and uh do what you did which you i think you said you listened to every episode or tried to go back and listen to every episode of taco of the town i did i sort of have um it's strange i don't typically have ocd in really any part of my life but there's something about podcasts or tv shows anything that anything like that. Like if I watch a TV show and I hate it, I ha- I have to continue watching. It's like, I, I cannot just, there's very, there's probably less than a handful of shows that I've watched. And I'm like, yep, this is terrible. I have to stop. Like I will watch a show till this series finale and same with podcasts. Anytime I start a new podcast, even if it's a podcast that has no sort of requirement of you need to listen to the previous episode to have knowledge to understand the current one. I, before I can catch up, I have to go back and listen to every podcast. And with yours, I don't remember what number I got to, but it was it was well over a hundred that I listened to before I was on the podcast because I had to catch up before I could listen to anything current. So there was a long a long time where I was definitely behind, but yeah, it's like this weird OCD thing. I have to go back. That means a lot that you went back and listened to all those really bad early episodes. Cause everyone's, you know, early, like our first episode sounds really nothing like what our, our current episodes sound like. So, so, but you got to know, I mean, you got to know the show. I recommend everyone do what Sari did and listen to every episode. Got to go back to the start. Episode one, Taco Villa. Yeah. Well, and I think it's fun too, especially now being on this sort of end of, of podcasting, but when you follow a show for a period of time and you watch it evolve and just, you know, back to, it's all about having fun. So it's, you know, there's no rules of, well, this is what I was doing my first episode. And so I I have to keep to that or changing up the segments or even for me personally, right now, I'm, you know, trying some things out and some things are working great. Other things I'm still in the process of really figuring out and tweaking and, you know, might take away, might add and, and all of that. So it's fun to get to hear sort of the evolution of that within podcasts and especially getting to know the podcast hosts and 
and everything like that. So it's always cool to see how things change and just continue to get better. And yeah, the more you do it, you know, the, it'll evolve, which is great. I mean, it'll change into something else or, um, but yeah, the more you do it, the more you get used to it, the more you get comfortable. And I am, I'm, I'm still tweaking the show and changing stuff. So it's, it's fun. You know, you can do whatever you want with it. Cause it's your, it's your show. So do whatever you want with it. <laughs> talk about what you want to talk about. Like I talk about tacos. You talk about whatever you love. So, right. And there'll, there'll be people out there that'll listen. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, it was, yeah, it's like I said, it's fun. It was fun to put you kind of in, in that seed and, and get to hear, hear your story. And for everyone who, if you do listen to Taco Town, continue to listen to Taco the Town. Obviously there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. And if you don't, I highly recommend going, going back and, and listening. It's just a good it's a good podcast to have on in the car while you work. It's just like I said, it's a good time. You can always tell you and the guests are, are having fun. So I hear it makes people very hungry too. Every time people listen, they go, I, now I want to make tacos or go get tacos. Like right now, every time I listen to the show, I want to eat a taco after listening to the show. So, and if, yeah, anybody, if anybody's listening and wants to recommend a place that we haven't done too. Yeah. We always take recommendations too. So just message us about a place that we should definitely check out on the show. Cause I'm sure there's a place I've never heard of that is your favorite place that we haven't done on the show yet. So um, we just are always asking listeners to recommend places for us too. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. Taco the town on Instagram and every listen to podcasts. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey by Sari, and we will see you next week. Casey confidential. Casey's confidential. Yay. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey Confidential. School papa pira papa pora da 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 da